pray everybody enjoy their holiday, the Thanksgiving day, but we know every day is Thanksgiving to us. We just add in the food and the, the family time and stuff. But today, we want to remember. That's, that's what we're going to talk about today, remembering. Um, remembering. You know, this time of the year, people at times, they get depressed and worried about what they don't have, worried about what they wish they had, and, you know, but we, we don't want to be there. So today, the word we get today is going to push us forward into this holiday season and allow us to think more on what God has already done. Because we know if he did it then, he will do it again. He will. So this morning, our scripture is coming from Psalm 62. Psalm 62. And it's going to be verses 5 through 8. But to remember is a normal part of activity of the human mind. We have memories that are triggered by certain faces, certain words, certain things, certain events, certain seasons of the year. Things come back to our remembrance. Some things we remember we need to catch amnesia and just forget all about it. We need to just erase it from our minds. But today we want to keep in the front of our mind remembering what God has done for us. Remembering what he has done for us is foundational for living the Christian life. For instance, we have no power to forgive if we forget that God has forgiven us. Uh, what Jesus did on, Pal on Calvary, if we forget what he did for us, how can we make the sacrifice and live for him? Wow. We can't forget. It's, it's very important. If we forgot what he did on Calvary, we will have little motivation to sacrifice until we remember his sacrifice. Remember what God has done for us is vital for living by faith Amen. in the future. The Bible gives us many summaries. I, I don't like to call them stories, but summaries and explanations and examples of what God has done for us. Many scriptures say, remember the Lord. In Deuteronomy, it's a lot of remember the Lord. And so today, as we remember what he has done for us, and we remember what he has done in the Bible days, he did it back then. And sometimes people say he did it back then, and you can't see it doing it, him doing it now. But the same thing he did back then, he is doing it now. But we have to open our hearts and our minds and be ready and expect the miracles that he will perform if we trust him. Amen. So, Psalm 62, starting with verse 5. My soul, 
wait silently for God alone. For my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. And that's amazing. The, the, the Psalm 62 alone will have you, it's, it's pointing out what God is to us, what we can depend on him being. So have you ever been in a trial and you knew that trial was basically because of something, some decision you made, some issue that was your own fault? We know that trials will come. Some trials come because God is just trying to do something in our lives, trying to work something out in us. And some trials we bring on ourselves by the decisions, by the choices, by the sin, what, whatever it is. And we're going to call that thing that thing. <laughs> whatever that thing is, sometimes we cause it on our own. And we know that when we get in a hard place, we can call on the name of the Lord, and he will deliver us. But sometimes we are ashamed. Sometimes we are ashamed, and we don't feel like we should call on him. You know, I did this, and I, I can't call on God. Sometimes we feel like I'm afraid. I can't face him. And sometimes we're just downright bold and say, I ain't calling on the Lord, not in this. But he wants us to call on him. He wants us to, to need him. He wants us to depend on him. So sometimes those choices, they cause us to kind of back away from God. You know, I'm too dirty. Uh, I, I did this. I did that. It, don't, it doesn't matter what that thing is. It doesn't matter. God is standing with open arms ready to receive you at any given moment, at any given time, at any second. All you have to do is cry out to him. And he, he, he's there. So when we make certain choices and certain uh, decisions and do certain things, we have to live with the consequences of what we've done. But even in that, God already know all about it. He already know all about it. He already know what we did, what we said, how we did it, what we, he know what was in our heart when we did that thing, when we said that thing. He already knows all of that. And yet, he still choose to love us and look out for us and take care of us. He still choose to do that. Nothing we've done, nothing, nothing we've done. But he wants us to depend on him and seek him about everything. He wants us to trust him with all. When we say all, <laughs> sometimes we kind of give it to him, then we snatch it back. Lord, I'm depending on you. I know I can't do nothing about this, 
But then we sit down and we start worrying about it. He don't want us to do that. He wants us to trust him with it all. And when we get into the hard places of life, he wants us to remember what he's done before. When we look back over our lives and we think about all the times God has brought us out of our things, (laughs) our trials, our troubles, our tribulations, or whatever it is, when we think back how he has made ways for us time and time again, when we weren't even thinking about God, (laughs) he had us on his mind. When we wasn't even considering him, He was the furthest thing from our mind. But we can remember, we think of what happened, how it happened, what went wrong, what went right, what we should have done. The questions can go on and on. And sometimes we get stuck in that place that makes it hard for us to move forward. So we feel feel like... um, we, we can't be forgiven. God can't forgive me for something messed up like this. Some people get stuck right there. I've been stuck right there. I've been stuck, so I can speak for myself. But when we feel that way, we know that the enemy, he don't want you to move forward. He wants you to stay stuck right there, thinking that God don't love you, thinking that he don't care, thinking that he will never forgive you. The enemy wants you to stay right there so he can make you feel even worse. But that's not what God wants for his people. No matter what we go through, God is able and willing to deliver us from our trials for his glory and for our good. (laughs) There are times when we may even walk on through our life with no We may not have no troubles, no storms, nothing going on. Everything is just good. And we forget that God is sitting on the throne. We forget because we're we're succeeding and and we're moving and we're doing things. And we feel like, oh, I'm, I'm there. I've arrived. But life will happen. And life will make you say, oh, I do need God. I need some help. I can't do this by myself. And that is the whole purpose of remembering. We, we don't want to get so, so laid back and just think, well, uh, everything going good, ain't nothing. But you have to pre- be prepared for the storm. So the word today is preparing you for when, when those wrong thoughts come during this season and you say, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Uh-uh, uh-uh. We done been doing this long enough. Amen. God done, he has, he has delivered us and made ways time and time and time again. Sometimes you, we worry about things, and we don't even understand why we're worrying, but the seed was planted. That worry seed was planted. But God wants us to know that if we can just think on him, think on what he's already done, and we can expect from him, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I have been, I've been in a place where every holiday season, it starts, that depression starts 
sinking in and, and it gets real bad. But now that I've grown up in God, he's, he's grown me up a little bit. And now I know better. Now I know better that that's the trick of the enemy. It's the enemy. So when we have these trials and when we have these storms, we can look to God. And I'm not just saying it. I'm saying you can look to God. We can look to God. And you have to, it's an individual thing because we, we come together as a group. But when trouble come in your life, you got to be able to call out to him for yourself. Amen. It's a personal thing. And you got to work it. You've got to work it. So we may walk through life feeling alone in this season. When we're going through our go through, we may feel alone. Like I'm, I'm in this all by myself. You're never alone. You are never alone. Especially if you have invited Jesus into your life and you are a child of God, you are never alone. No matter what you go through, you are not alone. And no matter what we go through, God will not allow us to be destroyed in the midst of what we're going through. He will not allow it. <laughs> he will not allow it. So the enemy wants you to, like pastor say, shrink back from God. He wants you to back away from him. He wants you to, to just feel like, how can God be in this? But God, he, he, he is in everything. He is in everything. The word says, for we know that all things work together for the good of those that love God, that are called according to his purpose. So if you love God, oh, he is in that. He is in that. As a child of God, quitting is not an option. We will not be quitting on our God. David... This is one of the Psalms of David. But David served God as a child. And he walked through life with God. He went through all types of battles and all types of enemies and, and all types of things happened to David. But one thing David never lost was his confidence in God. He never lost his confidence in God. Just because we are believers... It doesn't mean that we won't have trials. We won't have tribulations. The Bible say that we all, we will experience trouble, problems. We will experience it. But Jesus, he's right there with us as we go through. And, and the son, the son, I just want to make sure I say it right. For he makes the sun to rise on people whether they are good or evil. He lets the rain fall on them, whether they are just or unjust. So we all going to have problems. We're all going to have issues. But once again, if you have accepted Christ into your life, we do not walk alone. We don't walk alone. So Psalm 62, verse 5 through 8, God is our only true safe place. He is the only one who has every right to our full and undivided trust. We can trust him with everything. Man will let us down. Man will disappoint us. 
when we need them, they might be there, they might not. They might say they'll be there, and they not, they're not. They might say they'll keep your secret, and they don't. But life will teach you. Life will teach you. But when, when it comes to our Savior, Jesus Christ, we could tell him everything. He won't tell nobody. We don't have to worry about him thinking, making us feel like dirt because of our mess-ups. We don't have to worry about that because once we confess our sin to him and repent and turn from that thing, he forgives us. So it, it's like we've never done it. But now when you keep going back to that thing, now you, you're reaping the consequences of it eventually because he will bring you to open shame when, you're, when you know better. When we know better, we do better. So people could get away with stuff for a long time, and, 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 but, and they could keep coming back to God, apologizing, and keep coming back, and keep coming back, and then keep on in that thing, and then God will just, he'll just open it up. And then everybody will know about it, you know? But there are things that we all have done in our life, and probably some people don't even know. Unless you told it, but some things we don't tell. And those things that we don't tell, God already knows. He already knows. He already knows. So God is presented throughout Psalm 62 as our salvation. <laughs> when when I, was, I was reading one of the commentaries and it was talking about how um, like a, a canoe being on a canoe and you get to the edge of like a cliff and it gave the example of the canoe getting ready to fall over the cliff but then looking up and there's a, a tree branch or something and you grab the tree branch. So as we go through life, Jesus being our salvation, we can imagine Jesus being the one offering that rope to keep us from falling over the cliff. He is our salvation. He is our rock. When we think of a rock, I, I can, when I think of Jesus, I think of him being a big rock <laughs> that I could stand behind. And you know, when you look at the big rocks on, in the western days and stuff, and, and people are hiding behind the rocks when people are shooting, and they are safe behind that rock. As long as they don't come up from behind the rock, they are saved. <laughs> so when you have Jesus as your rock, you can run behind him, and he got your front, he got your back, your left side, and your right side. All you got to do is claim him as your rock. He is our defense. When I think of defense, I think a lawyer. Never had to have a lawyer like that, but when you look at the, the law and orders and everything, the defense, I mean, they, they do their best to protect their clients so they don't go to prison or go to jail. But Jesus is our defense. <laughs> when the enemy is whispering, see, see, Jesus, see what they're doing, see what they're doing. See, I told you they was going to mess up. But he already paid that. Yeah. 
He already got us on that. <laughs> he is the basis of our expectation. We can expect from him. He won't let us down. He won't let us down. Whatever we're, whatever we're facing, we can expect the best because he has a plan for our lives. He is our glory. He is our refuge. He's the source of our power. He's the fountain of mercy. All of this is displayed in Psalm 62. It breaks it down for you. So when we stand firm on God and the truth of his word, we have confidence in the fact that we will not be moved when life happens. When trouble come, when trials come, when that thing come, we will not be moved. We have boldness to rebuke our enemies. We're able to see through the plans of our enemies. He won't allow us to, to be, uh, uh, it's a, when our enemies just come up on us and just catch us off guard. But he'll allow us to see our enemies coming. Now, the thing is, are we paying attention? I just believe that when things happen, you know, okay, for example, young people, when you have a friend, somebody that you said was your friend, and then something happens and that friendship is betrayed, and then you see, you, when you think back, you remember little things that happen. And if you, if you paid attention to the little things, you would have figured out that this wasn't your friend a long time ago. But sometimes we overlook that. But God allow us to, to, to key in and to see it. He allow us, if we pay attention, he'll, he won't allow us to be overrun. Right, overrun. Thank you, Mother. He won't allow it. But we've got to pay attention. We've got to, we've got to pay attention. We will not be moved. We won't be wavering back and forth. I believe. Oh, I don't know if he'll do it. I believe. I don't know if he'll do it. We don't have to do that. We can stand firm on the fact that God is going to work this thing out. We want others to know the joy of trusting God. So if I want, if I want you to know the joy of trusting God, when I'm going through, I can't be walking around with my head down acting like the world is on my shoulders. We can't present ourselves like that. If we're children of God, we got to walk with our head up, wash our face and keep a, fix yourself up and look like a child of God, act like a child of God, even when it's hard, even when you don't feel like smiling, still smile, even when your heart is broken, still smile, because God... We, we've got to be light in dark places. If the world see us walking around with our head drooped, looking like we're really going through, then how are they to know that our God is able to do anything? When we wait on God, I mean truly wait on God, we give up ourselves and everything that we are dealing with. We give it to God to have the right to allow his will to be done in each and every situation. God's wisdom is best. We know that he has a plan for our lives. 
so we can patiently expect God to work that thing out for our good. When we depend on God to take the weight off ourselves and give it to him to carry. And I believe I've given this example before, but when you're burdened down, it's like you feel like you got the, a bunch of bricks on your shoulder. You could just imagine having to walk around with a bunch of bricks. And it's like in your chest, your heart, your heart heavy, and it's like you feel the, the pressure from your sh the weight of the shoulders and the, in your chest. And even when you have anxiety, your chest, your heart just beating out your chest. All of, this, all of these things are weights that we don't have to carry. We weren't built to carry it. That's why, that's why we have heart attacks and, and stuff like that because, because we're not built to carry all of that stress, all of that, those weights. Yes, ma'am, he's already died for us. So we're not built for that. And we can truly say we're, if we're not meant to carry it. We could cast all our cares on him. Why? Because he cares for us. He cares for us. Whatever we care about, he cares about. Whatever is a concern of yours, our father is a, has a concern about it too. Yes, <laughs> Only God is our rock and salvation. Yes. Only God has the power to do anything but fail. Yes. Only God is able to cause everything we go through in this life to work out for our good. Yes. When we trust in God, our heart is in the right place. Yes. If God is for us, we don't have to fear what man can do to us. When we look back at David again and all that David went through in his life, with all the enemies he faced throughout his life, he always spoke of his confidence and hope in God. He was confident in God. It is good to wait on the Lord. It shows our desperate need for him. When we are in hard places, it is so easy to see that we need God. And once again, when life gets easy and things going good, sometimes we don't even think about him. We forget all about him. But I need God like I need my next breath. Without that next breath, there's no life. So in the reality of everything that's going on around us, Everything that we see, everything we read about, things that I'm sure other people are telling you about that's going on in their lives, we need God. We need him. My expectation is in God because I believe in him. We pray, we believe, we expect, and we wait. We just wait. We all have high expectations. And sometimes we expect more from people than we do from God. But we need to turn that around. Get away from expecting the, the most out of people and expect the most from God. And God will heal, surround us with people who live the life that he desires for us to live. So we, he'll set people in our path that would be examples for us to follow. Amen. And 
as we grow up, then we become examples for other people to follow. Amen. So even in our own households, as, as a mother, I know my children are looking at me to see how I handle things. And if I act, flip out and act crazy and my, when I'm going through, then that means that that's going to tell them that this is how you're supposed to act when you're going through. But no, 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 I don't want them doing that because they represent me. Like as parents, we represent our parents and then our children represent us and it goes on and on. But as we go through our go through, we've got to learn that we're being watched. Somebody is watching us. Whether we see them watching or not, somebody is watching us. And so we want to make sure that we are carrying ourselves in the right way, that we are looking to God to be our strength in our time of weakness. Because when we are weak, he is strong in us. Whatever we're going through, it's not going to last always. It, it may, the thing about our God, he is able to change a situation in the snap of a moment. Or he could take a few days, months, years, years and years. But the most important thing is that he knows when that season for us is over and during those those waiting years we got to we got to get what he want us to have because if we don't get it then that'll just prolong our experience that much longer so just like the children going around for the 40 years in the wilderness had they got it together before all that complaining and all that, all that went on for a long time. So once they wandered in that wilderness, a journey that would have only taken a few days, I think, and it took 40 years because they wasn't ready to receive what God had for them. But we don't want our experience to be 40 years of nothing <laughs> because... When, when, we, when we're in that hard spot, when we're in that, in that troubled space, uh, we, we just got to remember that it's working for my good. Yeah. If, you, if you're a believer now, let me, let me change that up. If you have accepted Christ into your life, yeah. it's going to work for your good. Yeah. Now, if you have refused him, then that's, a, like they say, a cat of another color. That's a totally different situation. <laughs> and I'm remembering all these old sayings that people used to say. <laughs> but it is so important that, that we remember what God has done. And just like he did for so many people in the Bible days, he is doing those same things here for us today. Whatever you're going through, whatever situation you're dealing with, look to God. Cry out to him. Tell him all about it. He, he hears everything. He hears everything. Nothing, nothing escapes his hearing, his sight. Nothing. He sees, he knows everything. 
And I like to remember that he loved me so much. He calls me the apple of his eye. Yeah. So if I'm the apple of God's eye, <laughs> if I'm the apple of his eye and he have no special people, you're the apple of his eye. If he loved me, he loved you. He loved me unconditionally. He loves you unconditionally. But we got to remember this stuff. We got to remember it. So when you're going through, you, you could just say, talk to him. Now, God, I know you love me because you do call me the apple of your eye. And I need you to get through this thing. Whatever, you, whatever I need to do, whatever you need me to do, whatever areas you're trying to grow me up in, I accept your will for my life. And watch God. Watch God. Happy is the man who feels that all he has, all he wants, and all he expects are found to be in his God. So when we can look to God, when we can be happy about where we are, what we have, and just wait on God to do what he's going to do. Can you imagine how great of a reward that would be in the end? Because not only will you be blessed, but your children and your children's children. I mean, but we've got to run after God. We've got to chase after him. We got to stop allowing the world system to get us in that, in that seasonal funk. That's what I call it, where you get depressed and, and, and worried about what you don't have. Because the biggest gift Jesus gave for us was when he died on that cross. Yes. <laughs> when he was sacrificed. When he was, first he was betrayed. Then he was beaten and treated all kind of ways, but then stretched out and laid on the cross, and his hands and feet were nailed. Can you imagine your hands and your feet being nailed? He did that for us. He was thinking about us. How can we refuse a God that love us so much? How can we refuse him? How can we forget all of the things he has done for us? How can we forget? We want to remember. Every time the negative spirit come up on you, remember what God has done. I have been in this world 47 years. And I remember some hard times in my life. I remember some hard times in my life. But when I think back, I could remember things, how God just worked things out. He worked things out. And, you know, I stressed. I stressed myself as a single parent. I stressed. I worried about this and I worried about that. I worried about the light bill. I worried about the water bill. I worried. But in the end, I have never had my water turned off. I have never had the lights turned off. I had the phone turned off, but I've never had. <laughs> 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 
but the phone, you know, you could do without the phone. But the light, when you have children, you can't do without the lights and the gas and the water. You can't do without those things. But God, had, he sustained me where I didn't have to go without that. But the phone, I could live with the phone. I could live with the phone being off. But God has not allowed Georgia Power to turn off my lights. Because when I had that cutoff notice and I'm worried about it, he always worked that thing out. Even if it was at the last hour, he always worked that thing out. And if you think about what you're going through now, he always worked that thing out. Think about what you went through last week. Think of one issue that you went through last week. Didn't he work it out? So we got to grow up and stop worrying about the bills and worry about our God. Put our worry on God. Just surrender it all to God. He knows what we need. He knows what we stand in need of. He knows that that bill is due. So we, we can stop worrying about the bills. We can grow up from the bills. But we need to focus on growing up in him. Learning to trust him. And, and when we seek God above all things, the things, you'll get the things. When, when we think about it, if we knew that today would be our last day on earth, you know, somebody else going to be wearing them clothes, the jewelry, somebody else going to be driving the car, stuff that you are holding and clinging to, somebody else going to be enjoying it. So... Why is the material thing so important now? It's not. A fire can come and destroy everything. A flood can come and destroy everything. But material things? Mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Don't allow material things to interrupt your relationship with God. Because material things, like I said, if, if the day your last day, by I give it a couple of days, possibly. Somebody going to be in your closet picking out some of them outfits. Or they going to be in, the, in your room going through your jewelry box, going through your pockets. <laughs> you know, so, so we got to stop clinging so much to material things and trust God. Let's, let's search for the spiritual things. Let's, let's search for our God. Let's go after God. Yeah. Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice when he gave up everything to die a death he didn't deserve. He was innocent. We are the guilty ones. So really, each one of us should have been nailed on the cross for our own sins. But he paid the price. He paid the price for all of us. So... If you have not given your life to God, if you have not invited him into your life, that would be a great present for him <laughs> today. We always worried about what gifts we get. Let's give him a gift. Surrender it all. Just, God, I surrender it all. I give myself to you.
to do whatever you want to do in my life. And he'll receive you. And from this moment forward, your life will never, ever be the same. Not saying you're not going to have hard times. Not saying problems won't come. But he'll be with you. He will be with you. So remember, 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 remember what he has done. Remember what he is doing. And remember he is able. He is willing. We can expect. So in this season that we're in right now, I don't want to see no sad faces. (laughs) Just remember how awesome our God is. Remember there's nothing too hard for him. Remember you're the apple of his eye. And he loves you so much. Remember. Remember. So if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, If you have not made that choice, today is a great day. Today is a great day. If you have 